Fisher Wright, welcome to another edition of the On The Boardwalk podcast, which today comes from the Caribbean island of Antigua. Coming up, we'll be looking at the tourism recovery in the USA post-COVID. We'll find out where people are travelling to this summer. And if you're a solo traveller like me, we'll have some tips on what you can see and do across the globe. And joining me to discuss all of that and much more is Jeanette Sehar, the award-winning bilingual travel journalist, television host, travel advisor and global public speaker. Jeanette, hello, how's California? Hi, Andrew. Thank you for having me on. Um, California is beautiful, sunny. We're in our summer season, of course, and uh, it's getting hot. It is getting pretty hot, but it's a good excuse to go to the beach, I would say. Now, I didn't really want to start today with doom and gloom, but the USA at the moment is in a travel meltdown. You know, there's been storms across the eastern seaboard, you know, hot weather in, in Texas, and... 9,000 flights cancelled today, according to CNN. I mean, what is going on at the moment? Yeah, I think it's just a perfect storm of so many different things that are going on, unfortunately, all at a very busy time. As you know, um, and many he- people in America will be traveling this weekend, actually starting today. Um, some people will be taking their early 4th of July um, holidays. I know 4th of July is next week, but... Uh, FAA predicted that today travelers will start going in the air um, and hitting the road. So that is one factor. It's a busy travel holiday this 4th of July. I myself will be traveling on Saturday, so I'm a little nervous uh, about, uh, you know, what what I may experience. Um, so that and then the shortage of the air traffic controllers, that's a situation that's currently still ongoing. And then, of course, the, the, the weather that is happening in the Northeast that is still experiencing delays and cancellations. I actually also looked at FlightAware um, and the top airports are, I believe, Newark and LaGuardia. Um, so it is still going on right now. And I do really feel for all the travelers that are, you know, stuck or having to rearrange their, their plans due to all this, you know, happening. The United Airlines CEO has come out and publicly, you know, blasted the FAA today about all these ground stops in the New York area, in Miami, in, in San Francisco. Is it entirely the FAA's fault? Have they been asleep at the wheel when they haven't recruited air traffic controllers? I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I think everybody is um, speaking, you know, what they believe right now. Um, I think time will tell. Um so I, for me, it's still developing and I'm still keeping keeping up to date with all the latest developments. But I do think that as this holiday weekend continues, um, there's going to be a lot more travelers expected. And then it's summer. So a lot of kids are out of school. They're taking their summer vacation. Summer here is also very popular for weddings, uh, wedding season. So it's just a really busy time. Um, and I, I, I'm anticipating every day what's happening, the latest developments. Let's move on and talk about some destinations today. I I kind of trying to leave COVID-19 behind now, but but I'm interested to know from you because you do a lot of traveling. Has the USA recovered from the COVID pandemic? For example, you've been to New York this year. Is New York back to normal? Yes, I was in New York in January, at the end of January, and it seemed to be 
back to normal. I mean, occasionally you might see some people wearing masks and I think some people will just continue to wear masks just if they feel like it, whether, you know, it's five years from now or tomorrow. But, um, but yeah, I feel for the most part, it, it was different than the previous year and the previous year where, for example, when I went out to a restaurant, I didn't have to show my COVID vaccine card like I did the year prior or the year prior. Um, so I feel like the restrictions were much more at ease. Um, some conferences also, they would do, you know, COVID testing or, you know, they would require you to wear masks and some were more lenient. So I think as of now, it's a, you know, it's up to the person's individual choice if they want to. Um, it just, you know, so yeah, I would think it's pretty much back to pre-COVID. And what about things to see and do in New York? Did you discover anything new on this trip? Yes, I went for the first time to the top of the edge, uh, that skyscraper uh, where it's called the edge. And I believe it's on the 100th floor. And I've always seen it. But this time I was brave enough to go up the elevator and go. And then they have this part of the edge where it's crystal clear. And you can look down 100 <laughs> floors. It's not for the it's not. Yeah, and I have pictures and videos. And then I took it down because some people were like, this is just too much. So um, it's not for people with any kind of fear of heights. Um, so, but it definitely has the most gorgeous, breathtaking views of New York City. Um, on a clear day, of course, I would highly recommend it. And yeah, I tried some new restaurants. New York City is one of those cities. It's probably been my 10th or 11th visit. I still never see everything. It's just one of those cities that I will have to go probably a hundred times to see and experience everything. And then I think it also depends on the season, right? The season you go summer, it's going to be hot and humid. Autumn, I believe is the most beautiful time because it's crisp, not too hot, not too cold. Winter time. And when I went in January, I've had I've been there through a blizzard the year prior. My flight was canceled, but you know, I made the best of it. I'm an optimist. So I went to Central Park and I played in the snow. I literally made snowmen during my <laughs> flight cancellations. So I was like, well, if I can't go anywhere, do anything, I might as well play with the snow like so many other people were doing. Um, so yeah, I, I think for New York City, and I know you've been there recently as well, it's it's exciting and whether it's raining or snowing or hot or cloudy you can always find something to do and somewhere to eat i think with new york and you're entirely right that you know don't let the snow in new york put you off because you know it, you just need to go to central park and, and walk in the snow you can go to rockefeller plaza and do some ice skating bryant park as well so I think that's a really good shout in the fact don't be put off by going to New York in the winter. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have all the Broadway shows. I mean, you could probably do a Broadway-a-thon if you really wanted to. I think it reminds me of London in many ways. There's so much art and theatre um, and things you can do indoors. I'm here in the Caribbean at the moment on the gorgeous island of Antigua, but to use a phrase, just up the road is Mexico, you know, the resorts like Cancun. Are they still popular? Yes, but I would say even more popular than Cancun is Tulum, which is just a 90-minute drive south of Cancun. And um, I'm biased because my sister lives there part-time, and I was there in February. Um, but I have been there 
many, many times um, before my sister relocated there. Um, also, our, our mother is from Mexico City, so it's, you know, I've been there many, many times. But Tulum, Tulum was always that gym. Everyone would always go to Cancun and stay there. But Tulum used to be that hidden gem up until a couple years ago where it had a whole different vibe. I mean, you have the Maya ruins there. You have, of course, um, a lot of these restaurants and you could rent a bike and you can go from beach to beach on a bike. Um, so it, it used to be like that. But then, you know, during the pandemic, actually, it really became this place where a lot of, especially Americans, went to. There's a lot of uh, expats that work there remotely, um, not just from America, but from all over the world. Um, and I think they choose it there instead of Cancun because Cancun is beautiful, but it's super touristy, very touristy. Um, and in Tulum, you, you still get that feel of the Mayas, the pyramids, the ruins. Um, and yeah. Let's finish today by talking about solo travel. We're both solo travelers. You're a, a female solo, solo traveler. What, what problems does that give you being a solo traveler? Yeah, I think a, a solo traveler um, in general, you know, one, you just have to be comfortable with your own company. Like, you, you know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not used to being alone, or you don't like your own company, that may not be so good. Um, but two, I would say as a woman solo traveler, I always feel that I'm extra vigilant about my physical safety. Um, unfortunately, in the past, I have experienced being followed. Um, and that was not a great experience. And so you just really have to be vigilant. Also, if you are traveling alone, especially as a woman, that is so great. I just wouldn't announce it to the whole world and on social media. Um, I wouldn't post live from wherever I am and telling people I'm alone. I mean, these are just some things that you can always post later um, when you're not at a location because, you know, unfortunately, we have to be wary of who's watching and who's, you know, could follow us. And, and like I said, I was followed in broad daylight. And um, I used to be asked a lot, oh, are you here by yourself? And I would say, yeah, I am. And I learned, you know what, I'm not saying that anymore. You know, and you don't have to share it if you don't want to, or if you feel more comfortable, share it after once you're home and you're safe. And, you know, I mean, it's up to the traveler. But for me, that's my advice that I take myself. I, I just feel like you just have to be very vigilant, um, especially if you're on your own. Learn the basic uh, language um necessities like please hello thank you where how can i call um you know and then on um for especially for americans you can go to the u.s state department website and there's a place where you can put you know the the consulate that you'll be there at that time in case there's any kind of emergency or something weather related that they know that you're there and you know where the nearest u.s consulate is in case you have to go for some reason let's say hypothetically um, so there's a lot of a lot of things out there, especially for women solo travelers. And what about tips for booking solo travel? What, what advice would you give us on that? Yeah, I mean, you could do hotels, of course. You could do Airbnb. Personally, I'm not a fan of hostels. I I have tried it a couple times many many years ago. But if you're alone and that's not, you know, I I just I enjoy my privacy and my alone time. Um, so yeah. Let's finish today. I wanted to have a bit of fun to finish today. 
And Airbnb have got a story out at the moment um, of this Barbie house that's going to be available to rent uh, in coming up this summer. And there's a Barbie exhibition in Santa Monica. You, you took um, some of your family. You're a brave <laughs> woman going to a Barbie <laughs> exhibition, aren't you? Yes, I went uh, over the weekend to the the world of Barbie, which actually was, I think I was more excited than my nieces. Um, it was like my little girl's dream that came true. Um, they had the best time. What I loved about the world of Barbie is that they had some original of the Barbies, some of the original Barbie houses, cars, all the way from the seven, late 70s, 80s, 90s to now. But I also love how they have exhibits of modern day Barbies and how they are so diverse. They have a Barbie in a wheelchair. They have Barbie of all races, of all ages, of all sizes. So I think it, Barbie has really done a good job at showing how beautiful, um, you know, any woman can be, you know, however she looks and, and feels. And then also the different careers. There's space Barbie. There's like uh, Frida Kahlo Barbie. There's, you know, pilot Barbies. Maya Angelou has a Barbie. So I think it's, it's great. Um, and yeah, I did see that, uh, mention about the, the Barbie house in Malibu and you know what, Andrew, I would love to go <laughs> visit it. I'll book it for you for later this summer. <laughs> Thank um, you. Gillette, say hi. It's been wonderful to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you, Andrew. It's always a pleasure. And you have fun. You have a lot of fun out there. I'm enjoying all your videos. And thank you so much. I hope we can connect again soon.